Well, good morning, church. So great to be with you this morning. Thank you, Wiley, for leading us in prayer this morning. Amazing. Well, it's my privilege this morning to start off and kick off a new series called Stronger Together. Last year, Darlene and I, we really prayed into what our theme would be for 2020. We believe that this theme together would be such a prophetic utterance over our church. And now as we are isolating at home and watching lots and lots of television and seeing across all the news channels, all the free-to-air channels, all the pay TV channels, different personalities and different individuals saying how being together is so important. And yes, we also agree. Another way that we could talk about this together theme or stronger together is standing strong together in the middle of a storm. The word again that probably resonates when we start to talk about this topic is a word um, called resilience and how do we gain or how do we build more resilience in our life? How do we develop the ability to bounce back from different challenges. This will be the next season that we'll need to talk about and understand better spiritually, emotionally, physically, all sorts of different things. Will we have the resilience to actually make it all of the way through? Again, last year, praying about some of the different themes that we would teach our church or explore topics that we could unpack again this idea of how do we build stronger resilience spiritually in our church. I didn't understand it at the time. It seemed like a, such an odd subject to be wanting to talk about. But obviously, in this day and age, the season that we're in with COVID-19, resilience of spirit is a very important subject. So with that introduction, I want to actually dive into the life and leadership of Joshua to talk about how can we be stronger together. I want to start actually by um, looking at how the people, how the Bible records Joshua's life at the end of his life in Joshua uh, 24 um, verse 31. The scripture goes like this. It says that the people of Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him, those who had personally experienced all that the Lord had done for Israel. What a great compliment to Joshua and his team, his leadership team, that under their leadership, under his leadership, Israel, the whole country of Israel, served the Lord. An amazing legacy that he could carry into his next season of his life. Now, I want to now quickly jump now to actually how Joshua started his leadership journey and to think about what did he do or how did he do that that actually got him to this point where he was able to have the resilience in his leadership, the strength in his leadership, so the whole, the whole nation um, were following the Lord in this difficult season. To do that, we need to understand a little bit more about who Joshua actually is. We can't go into all of the depths of it this morning, and we'll talk about that more online in another format uh, later on. But Joshua, we're sometimes led to believe over the history and over the years that Joshua was the second in charge to Moses. This was not actually correct. 
Moses um, was the number one leader leading the people out of Israel into the, towards the promised land and they spent 40 years in that desert. But Joshua was actually a workman under Moses' leadership. He was really, um, if you understand the scriptures and how he was placed, Joshua was really more like an assistant, an aide or a valet to Moses. Um, you know, the Bible talks so much about leadership. And it always starts, and Jesus talks about it, and, and, and the different Bible examples about it, that to be able to lead well, those who are the fittest to lead must be able to learn how to serve, serve somebody else. See, Joshua knew how to serve. He was chosen by Moses to be one of the spies that went into the promised land. He eventually became, in that 40 years in the desert, Moses' go-to person. Anything that needed to be done, any problem resolved, well, that he would actually ask Joshua or Caleb to help him. Jesus said in the parable in Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the three servants, you know, the ones that get the different talents, at the end of it, when he resolved all of the different stories about the one and the five and the ten, he said this, that the master was full of praise. He said to the servant, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. How did Joshua become resilient in the face of taking that nation into the promised land? Well, number one, I think that he understood the situation that they were fighting for, that he understood the challenge in front of him, that the inheritance and the legacy was so important. Let's go back to actually in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 14, where Moses commissioned these 12 spies to go into the promised land. They come back and as you understand, those that have read these Bible stories for years, some people gave, the majority of people gave a bad report, but these two gentlemen, Caleb and Joshua, gave a good report about the venture into the new land. So verses 7 to 9 says this, talking about Joshua and Caleb. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of that land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid. This was the starting point about the venture to go into the promised land. It then, this adventure went on pause for 40 years. Resilience requires patience. The, the ability for Joshua and Caleb to wait 40 years is incredible. To not give up to frustration during those 40 years, to still be hot and keen for the promised land 40 years on to fight for the territory that they believed God gave them. This is a clear sign of the power of resilience in Joshua and Caleb. This stuff that we're in the middle of, it's going to require 
some patience. But see, if you can apply patience, you can build resilience. If you can build resilience into your life, well, then you can actually enjoy the promised inheritance that God has for all of us. Let's go fast forward 40 years later, and here is Joshua standing on the border of this promised land in Joshua chapter 1. Let's all turn there together if you've got your Bible there watching. And this is what happens. Joshua 1 verse 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' valet, by the way, um, his assistant, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. This was the inheritance that Caleb and Joshua had waited 40 years. They were resilient enough to apply patience in the middle of the wandering in the wilderness so that they could enjoy the promised land. Later on in the same chapter is these famous verses, verse 5, it goes on and says that no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. This is the Lord speaking to Joshua. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right, your right, my right, or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. My second point in how do we build resilience, how do we grow in our resilience, is that we just need to embrace these commands of being strong and courageous. Here's some um, thoughts that I gave our team just a few months ago before Corona, and it goes like this. Resilience requires courage. God was giving the land to the people not to Joshua. There's this idea that sometimes we think in leadership that if, if I do the work, then I get to enjoy all the benefits. But Joshua understood that he was serving the people, that the ground that he needed to take courage in taking was so that the people could benefit. Joshua couldn't just give up or shrink back from the tasks. The Lord was nudging him and encouraging him to go forward. Resilience requires courage. Joshua was commissioned to outwork Moses' heritage. God was actually pointing back to Moses' history and saying, I promised Moses something. He didn't get it all the way there. Your job is to pick up the baton now and to take it forward. It's the same for all of us here today. 
He was told, think about this, God spoke to him about not deviating, not turning to the left or to the right. Why would God say, don't go off the path? Which means I would say to you that there's going to be pressure and challenges to actually deviate off the path. Stay at the task at hand. Keep moving forward. Don't pause. Don't sit still. Don't just uh, uh, collapse in a heap, but actually keep moving forward. Resilience takes courage to stay on the path, to stay on the path and to study the book, study God's word. Again, God repeated in those few verses so many times, be strong and courageous. Resilience definitely requires courage. Joshua's leadership leading the country of Israel was unlike the way that Moses led. It took courage to lead differently, a different season, a different enemy, a different challenges at hand. Again, we can't just be copycats of the history. We must listen to the Holy Spirit's voice today and understand what he's telling us in 2020. In 2021, it's going to be different again. And we need to have our eyes tuned, our ears open to hear what God is speaking to us. Joshua gave them, the people, the, the moment, the time where he said, you need to be ready to move. Don't get too settled in this idea of hibernating and isolating. Um, uh, figure out the balance between actually being content in the season that you are, but don't get used to it. Get ready to move forward at the right time when the government opens the right doors. Joshua helped those people, the people of Israel, move from the wilderness to the promised land. Joshua lived a leadership life where his behavior matched his beliefs. Let me say that again because it's a very important um, tool in our Christian life is that Joshua lived a life where his behavior matched his beliefs. True spiritual behavior includes teamwork, serving, leadership, evangelism, studying the word, staying on the path. Joshua had the courage, let me say this, to be interdependent, not independent. Again, if you can bow your will to God's direction and his voice, well, then that's an interdependence with him. But if God has to do everything on your terms, you're talking about you being independent and actually engaging with God only when it suits you. That's not the way the Christian walk works. We need to be interdependent with him. We need to be interdependent with our brothers and our sisters. The other thing about resilience, my last point, and it's very famous, Joshua made this comment about himself and his family in Joshua chapter 24. Let me read these few verses for you. And basically, summarizing very quickly, it says, for as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua not only grew in his resilience, but he grew in his resolve. 
um, nothing was going to take him off the path. Nothing was going to um, let him go to the left or to the right. He was unshakable. Joshua was up for the fight for the promise. Courage to stay on the path no matter how uncertain the future looked. And the absolute resolve, no matter what the task, small or large, he was going to see it finish. We are all Joshua's on this journey. We are all Joshua's in this season. It's our chance to actually allow resilience to grow. Remember that we can either be remembered for pressing on or for giving up. Um, that where our patience comes to the fore or that actually frustration rises. We can be known for bouncing back or bailing out. We can actually let our generosity grow or let our stinginess smell across our life. We can be known for our kindness or we can allow malice to grow in our hearts. We can actually in this season live a life of significance rather than working for success. We can leave a legacy around us and beside us where we actually take our friends and our family and our neighbours and those in our street actually closer to God's love. No one loves like God does. And he never gives up on you, no matter what. Think about it this way. God's love is resilient towards you. He'll never stop inviting you to draw close to him. Remember, together we are stronger. You are more resilient than you think. And as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Amen. God bless you, church. 